Hello and welcome to the Two Birds podcast. We are Kirsty and Harriet, co-editors of the Two Birds site, which you can find at twobird.squarespace.com. And we're about to deliver a little weekly roundup of culture, celebrity and classic right to your earbuds. So whether you're listening on your lunch break or you're tuning in at home, please do share your podcast with the pals, <laughs> with the pals, with your pals, if you think they're going to like it. Kirsty is my most stylish of friends, esteemed and well-renowned for her knowledge in fashion and all things Beyonce. She's a content writer for several different magazines based up in Glasgow. While Harriet is a bit of an adventure expert working 9 to 5 in London as a deputy editor at a ski magazine. And somehow we're squeezing the hours into our day to provide you with the best podcast we can. So with celeb gossip, Insta chat and potentially, well, if last week anything to go by, a bit of pokey chat. <laughs> if you're enjoying the podcast <laughs> or you have any ideas on what you'd like us to chat about next week, do let us know by tweeting us your thoughts. Um, so Kirsty says Kirsty McKenzie 4 and mine, Miss H.A. Johnson. Yep. Okay, and right before we dive into the pod, 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 I just wanted to give a quick shout out to my high street buy of the week. It's an ankle grazing camel coat from Marks and Spencers, and it may be the most beautiful thing I've ever clapped my eyes on. It also happens to be £169, which is fairly sickening. Mm -hmm. Harriet? (laughs) Sorry, I pressed the button on my phone. I was so shocked by that prize, I just fell off my seat. No, but maybe not appropriate for the journalist to pay. Mm, I was actually hesitant to mention it for fear that everyone stampeded to the shops and snapped up the size 10s, but um, since iTunes still haven't accepted our podcast request, I can sleep easy knowing that probably the only people who listen to it are our parents and Ian. So, we're good. I don't even know, um, I'm not actually even sure if Ruben's listened to it. But anyway, moving on, moving away from the dreamy coat, and back to the main point of the podcast. Shall we crack into this week's first story? Let's do it. Instagram. Instagram, my favourite social media platform ever. I know. Well, it's been in the news a lot this week, and I'm sure you've all noticed there's been some big changes to the Instagram feed. The company is adding a whole new section to its app that will let people move away from posting pictures into a feed and instead put them into a story to send to their friends, which all sounds a little bit familiar. I'm just not sure how I feel about it. I follow over a thousand people on Instagram. I'm not sure how I'm meant to filter through to find the stories or snaps or whatever they're called that I most like or the people that I'm most interested in finding. Um, there are plenty of features I'd like Instagram to introduce. Like I've been saying for years, we should have a favorite button so you could favorite your your well, your favorite Instagram. Yeah, I don't know why they don't and have, then have that. And have like a almost filtered list, like a bit like the list feature on Twitter. Totally. But, um, it's all a bit a bit random for me, to be honest. I don't know. I feel like is this an attack on Snapchat? Are they trying? Are they trying to kill off Snapchat? Is this a revenge? Three years in the making. I'm, I'm not even sure that they're there for the same thing though. Like. Insta's got a bit of a different audience than Snapchat. Like, the way I use both the platforms is so different. Like, I've never put a picture of me as a dog on my Instagram. (laughs) I hate when people use filters. Do you? you Yeah, I kind of hate the, like, the crown and then seeing that on Instagram. I don't know why. I just... What, transferring it across to Instagram? Yeah, it's like, keep it it separate. Imagine if Instagram pulled out the filters. (gasps) Well, it would be war, wouldn't it? Well, you yeah, you're right. But um, <laughs> but I'd never, I would never like put that kind of thing on Instagram. But however, when I'm drunk and on Snapchat, I'm a bit of a snapper. A, a snapper, a snapper. I'd say. <laughs> That's the thing. I think 
Snapchat is great for sharing those moments that you you might not necessarily want to remember or they're just like fun fleeting moments and you your inhibitions are loosened because you know it's not going to be up forever and it's probably only going to be seen by the people you want who want who you want to see it so yeah that's probably why you will find some slightly drunken snapchat moments all over snapchat maybe even on the two bird snapchat which is two bird irl if that is such that. a nice little plug there, Kirsty. Oh, thanks. <laughs> but, I mean, it's true that every time any social media platform rolls out their new features, everyone has that, like, total panic and freaks <laughs> out. And then two weeks later, you're, like, absolutely fine with it and you can't remember what it's like without it. So, I don't know. I think the thing is, for me, Instagram's simple and I like that, like, simple formula. It doesn't need all these additional features in my opinion, but... Yeah, I mean, it makes me feel a bit tired just thinking about it. Just give me a copy of magazine and a cup of tea and I would log out of Insta happily. Yeah, so you're firmly on the friendship then, no matter if it's thinking or not. 100%. I mean, I buy pretty much every single magazine there is on the newsstands. Um, that's where all my money goes. And today I basically sprinted as a newsagent to buy the rebranded copy of L. so Big Up L UK. <laughs> oh, I am so excited to hear all about it. I actually also went down to my local supermarket, not mentioning any names, Tesco, at lunch <laughs> um, in Wimbledon Village, but they actually didn't have any copies. So either they'd sold out or, I mean, they just hadn't got any L's. I'll be honest, I think Tesco's a bit slow on the magazine front. I think you got to hit up the WH Smith. Um, though I did get mine at co-op, so... <laughs> Anyway, that's how not it, interesting. How is it looking? It is looking really good. It's a little bit more like an independent magazine. It's got these big fat pages, lots of um, different textures throughout. And it kind of reminds me a bit more of like a, a high fashion zine, like a gentlewoman or ID rather than a voguer in style, which I think is what LUK used to represent. Yeah. Yeah, I... I actually haven't, you know, I used to be a big L supporter. Like, I was huge on it. And there are lots of brands. I didn't get it. I didn't buy into it. I couldn't, I just couldn't hop on board. So I'm really interested to see if they've gone back, like, swung back into my kind of favour. Yeah, I mean, they used to be really whimsical. And they'd have, like, handwritten fonts. And, yeah, it was so nice. And I think they got a bit Dyson adverty towards the end but to be honest Lorraine Candy can do no wrong in my mind she's my absolute idol so yes LUK is definitely worth that fiver I do not have um, but you love magazines as well don't you think they're pretty good I love magazines I mean obviously both you and I are, are begging the magazines seeing as we both work <laughs> in that industry yeah. but I just think the whole print is dead discussion is a bit like redundant I think that print clearly has a different job now and mm-hmm. well um, and there, there are statistics that show people interact with things more if they, if they physically interact with them, like physically, tangibly holding things and moving things. And, you know, um, the whole Kindle thing has totally gone down in popularity compared to books. And I think the same thing will happen with print. It's just got to find its new location in the, in the market. Yeah, and I mean, I, it's I for different purposes as well. I mean, I think of books or magazines as a treat, it's a time out, it's away from the Wi-Fi and it's just connecting and spending all your energy on one format. Because when I'm on the computer, if I'm reading an article, some stupid thought will pop into my head before you know it, I'm Googling something else and I'm in a black hole mm-hmm. of YouTube videos. So print keeps me sane in that sense. Yeah, 100%. Actually, on that point, I read a book earlier this week, an interesting little book, 
the new Harry Potter. Oh, casual little Harry Potter book. I know. Well, I'm actually a massive Harry Potter fan. How old are you? (laughs) So I read the book earlier this week on the train and actually loved it. It's called Harry Potter and the Chaos Child. It is the fastest selling book of the decade. What? Um, And it might become the fastest selling book since Harry Potter, the last Harry Potter book, which is other fastest selling books. So it's like overtaken the whole Fifty Shades thing. And like, I'm personally quite glad that that's been Oh, thank God. Exactly. Yeah. So have you got tickets to the play? I mean, it's got five star review from the Times, which never happens. And the critics are all raving about the special effects on the stage. So are you in line? Well, uh, you know, I am in a way. Every Friday, I don't want to say this because I think people will be into it. It's like the cream coat. Um, Every Friday at one, tickets are released online through a site the next week's showing. And I'm yet to remember to sign up, but I am determined I will pick up the tickets one day. Like, I will be there at Friday at one on the site. And can I be your plus one? Because I really want to see. In fact, I really want you to tell me a little bit about the story as well. Okay, so... It's basically about Albus Potter, who's Harry's youngest son, as he, like, struggles with his identity in school and, like, making unlikely friends. And then he obviously goes on to save the wizarding world or whatever. So it's all very Harry Potter, like, what's not to love? Um, But if you can't get your hands on ticket for the gig, then it's just well worth reading. I imagine the special effects are ridiculous. Like, it's just almost nice to have that little bit of dive back into that childhood nostalgia and, and that little bit of teenage obsession. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't realise that this is the script that was used before the play was made and adapted for the stage. And then they're going to release the actual stage script as well. So JK's not going to be short of a dime or two, that's for sure. <laughs> no, well, I know, well... No, I'm really excited to read it. Um, is What's it like reading a play rather than a book? Well, because you'll know, because I did English Lit at uni, we, you do read a lot of books, um, I read a, <laughs> a lot of plays anyway. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. It meant that it was very visual in a way that books maybe sometimes aren't because you did have to um, use your imagination to think the things that weren't in clearly written. Obviously, there are things that aren't clearly, you know what I mean, written down and Mm. a book is so descriptive so I think I'd miss the prose I really like J.K. Rowling's way of magic way with words so but I actually she didn't even write this play you know what the the script isn't even written by her and to be honest I wouldn't I don't want to come across all Harry Potter geeky but Hmm. I wouldn't include it in the Harry Potter canon so to speak it's like a fan fiction I feel like I've been hoodwinked I thought it was written by J.K. well the book the story was written by her and then they adapted it to stage well, where's the story then? Where are we getting that from? I don't know. She'll probably release it and get loads of money. But, I mean, we've gone slightly off topic here. Okay, right. Okay. So, <laughs> Harry obsession. Potter obsession aside, let's talk about the ever-present 1D drama. Um, yeah. How can one brand cause so much drama? I mean, they're not even together anymore. So, yeah, there's been a little bit of something with Niall from 1D, who's my personal favourite. He posted a pretty angry tweet um, about a slight invasion of privacy from a fan this week. I mean, it, it was a bit more than a slight invasion of privacy. A fan took a photo of Niall. Niall? Is it Niall or Neil? Yeah. I don't, that's how much Niall. I know about 1D. Um, while he was sleeping on a plane and uploaded it to social media. It then turned out the fan had already asked Niall for a photo and he'd said no because he was feeling under the weather. And she just took it anyway, which is a little bit odd. 
I just think that's so unacceptable. Like, you can't just go around and take... I know most people aren't asleep in public, but even if they wait, <laughs> just take photos of them willy-nilly. Willy-nilly, no. Um, I don't think anyone has ever had to handle press or fan scrutiny quite like the 1D boys. It is just oh. out of this world. Yeah, even though they're on a break, it seems their fans will never be. I mean, I wouldn't leave Harry Styles alone if I saw him, to be fair. His new haircut... I mean a lot during this podcast. What? I just like every sentence both you and I have said, we're like, I mean... I mean, I mean, I wouldn't leave Harry alone, to be fair. Because have you, have you seen his new haircut on the set of that mm. film? He looks fantastic. I mean, it should be illegal for him to be out in public because it's just too beautiful. Well, actually, do you remember one of our good friends bumped into him in a subway stop in Glasgow? I think she literally didn't know what to do. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, well, maybe one day will reform one day and I'll get the chance to interview them. Cough, touch Harry's hair. Um, because I'm interviewing Bastille Antoine Atlantic next week. So surely one D is the natural progression from that? Yeah, I'm definitely sure that, if, if, you know, twin, twin Atlantic and one D are definitely the same. The same oh, yeah. level, I think. Same level, same fans, just... Well, a girl can dream. Maybe they'll be on my hit list. <laughs> um, so while we're on the note of slightly kooky celeb interaction, how do you think you'd feel if you were sat in a restaurant chowing down on some food and Mariah Carey walked into a specially theme song? I mean, I don't think I'd be that surprised. <laughs> but I, I can't do anything but commend Mariah's unwavering commitment to being a full-time diva. Um, plus my love for her album, The Emancipation of Mimi, is, is it will just never die. Um, Harriet's actually written a great week post that'll be out today about her shameless love of pop. Um, so what other tracks are you loving at the moment, Harriet? Personally, I am loving the new Aria Ariana Grande <laughs> album. I have it on repeat. Um, it's my little pop treat when I walk home after a day of being forced to listen to Smooth FM in the office. So I actually really like Ariana as well. Did you see her um, photo the other day of her like amazing trick with her ponytail? Yeah, I did. It was cutting a hole into a cap to allow her ponytail to remain in perfect position, which is genius and if a slightly bold move. I might try and recreate it this weekend with my hot sauce cap. Have you been wearing that? Yeah. Um, it's a bit too much of a trucker hat for me. So, no, uh, I just wear it in the privacy of my room while I dance to um, Hold Up. Okay, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> anyway, back to the point. If I had to choose a theme song to walk into a restaurant in, go. excluding Beyonce or Destiny's Child and all trucker hats, um, I'd have to go for Jess Glynn, which I talk about in my post because I love her and we're actually best friends. And also Little Mix. Yeah. It's just like a fun girl power vibe and it's a little bit empowering, but like also light and easy and fun. I don't know if Jess Glynn's a little bit like meh for a pop star though. Like she's a cracking voice and great what are you tunes. About? But I'm going to tell you, said that. You tweet her. You tweet her and I, let her know. Yeah, I will see her. Um, personally, I I'd go for a little bit of Gwen Stefani and Eve's classic, Let Me Blow Your Mind, as my intro into a restaurant. Um, that, just the doop, doop, doop. Doop, doop, doop. It's so classic that McDonald's would instantly know when I'd entered. Um, <laughs> so while we're on the topic of girl power vibes, why don't we talk about the Miss American pageant fiasco? Yeah, let's just also throw it out there. Chrissy Teigen preaching it on Twitter once again, acting as queen of Twitter. Let us all bow down to Chrissy. <laughs> yep, the link sync, lip sync quote. <laughs> why can't I talk today? It's too hot in the <laughs> studio, honestly. I'm... Um, Winning it up. 
Yeah. <laughs> so Chrissy T tweeted exactly what we've all been thinking about the Miss Teen USA pageant, namely that you'd find more diversity in an Aberdeenshire suburbs. Sorry, Laura. Sorry for that reference. Uh, <laughs> so Miss Teen USA pageant was held last Saturday in Las Vegas, um, where a group of young ladies between the ages of 14 and 19 competed for the crown. Um, when it got down to the wire, the organisation tweeted a photo of the top five. And if you haven't seen it, this photo is absolutely hilarious. All the girls just have blonde hair, fair skin, blue eyes. Yeah, more blondes than in a Leonardo DiCaprio booth in a club. It's ridiculous. <laughs> exactly. So Chrissy shared the picture alongside a comment that said, wow, how can we choose for such a diverse bunch? Oh, I should have put my American accent on there. Do you want me to do it again? Do you want to do it again? Wow, how could we choose from such a diverse bunch? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well good. worth doing that again. So, But she did backpedal later on and said, I'm sure these women are delightful um, and it's just funny, but I'm not going to write a think piece on a damn pageant. But it does make me think, I'm not sure how good these pageant businesses are for promoting progress and diversity mm-hmm. amongst young people. I, I mean, are they relevant anymore? Yeah, um, I actually just have no idea. I think we've got such a problem with the ideals in general. So you do have to ask whether these kind of like institutions um, are doing more harm than good. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't really believe these pageants are still going. I mean, surely surely they should have died out by now. America's about to have, fingers crossed, their first female president. So the fact that they still put underage girls in bikinis and parade them around to win a weird, outdated crown is a bit bizarre to me. But I just I just hope that America does actually have their first female president. But, woo! I, I, do, woo-hoo, but I do have a friend who competes in pageants. And though I have very... I have really mixed feelings on it because I think they do raise a lot of money for charity. And if only that was what the focus could be on, like what good, that's true with everything though, isn't it? Like photos of celebrities, like that Maisie Williams photo when she was wearing that dress and the Daily Mail were like, she's not wearing a bra. And she was like, I raised thousands and thousands of pounds for a charity and that's what you decide to comment on whether my tips are free or not. Like, Yeah, I don't know though, but you can raise charity money in so many different ways, as you know, You've raised so much money through walks and vegan eating and all these amazing events. Do you you need to go and prance around in a bikini to raise money? Is that not just a well, you know what? guys? I that, um, the miss, this this specific pageant doesn't have that anymore, and that they have. The, it's disappointing this has happened because they have actually really made an effort to be more diverse, to have um, like gym wear sections and. Ooh, a gym wear section. No, you know, women diversity. But on a side note, back to Chrissy T, our queen. Um, She was also in the news this week because she announced that she'd enabled the Insta blocking tool that we talked about last week that T-Swift was using. Um, Chrissy shared that she had blocked a variety of trolls' favourite words, including Trump, slut, colon and cleanse. Oh, God, the classic insult to Yeah. Um, She referred to the filtering experience as being like therapy. And on that note, it's actually your turn to pick for Instagram of the week. Ooh, um, can I be really cheeky and ask for two? Mm, Go on then. Okay, so the first one is for everyone out there who's obsessed with sex in the city. Um, This account is called Every Outfit on SATC, um, and it does exactly what it says on the tin and aims to post every outfit that Carrie, Samantha, Charlotte Miranda wore during the show, um, along with a very humorous caption. I'm completely addicted to it, and I... I'm also pretty disappointed I didn't come up with the idea myself, I'm not going to lie. I'm just I'm just not sure I'd be ever invested in this, like, having never seen Sex and City. Like, 
maybe that's why I should be invested so that I can like get the fashion without the whiny white straight middle-aged women moaning like I'm gonna ignore that blasphemy and just say I find it truly distressing that you are not a Sex and the City fan I like get it I get it that people like it but I, I actually tried I've tried to be into it it's like Game of Thrones I've tried to be into it I found it so mind-numbingly like blurred I, I wanted to get into Game of Thrones but all that incest and dragons really put me off I'll give another go sometime though I think mm-hmm. um, I think I might have been invested a bit it seems like something that people got into when they were younger and I missed that and now I'm like I, mean, I don't really care like Bad Lerman or Twilight or if you know, like potentially Taylor Swift. It's just not, it just doesn't feel like authentic to me. Um, like maybe I should write a bit of a think piece about that. But like, what would I just say? I'm just being honest and I don't really care if I'm an Amanda or a Miranda or a Charlotte or like whoever. Oh my God, I can't believe you just said Amanda. It's, it's, it, oh, right. We're just going to have to move on from this because this upsets me. But to make up for it, I'm going to give you have, a... Why do you like it so much? Why do I like it so much? It, well, I grew up with it. I started watching it about 13. And it was just, it was in the same way Friends made you think that adulthood was this glamorous mirage of dating and shoes. It was part of that. It was part of growing up. And I watch it. I used to watch it every exam season. <laughs> so I know all the words off by heart. I know all the outfits off by heart. And I just find it truly hilarious. It might not be the most up-to-date thing um, or the most cool thing out there, but... I don't know, the same way you like the Harry Potter books. I like my Carrie Bradshaw, what can I say? Well, no, that, but, but for me, I don't think that adulthood is just about boys and shoes. No, 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 I'm not saying it's a realistic portrayal in any way. I mean, I'm sure it, you hear criticisms all the time that it wasn't a real, you know, a real representation of what's going on in the world at all, but mm. it's escapism, it's heightened glamorization of New York City, which, who doesn't love that? <laughs> Did you like I Gossip Girl? Have... Yeah, when I was 14. Are you just saying I'm trapped behind in my 14-year-old self? Is that what you're telling me? No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> no, no, I just genuinely am. I just genuinely, I've missed it. Like, I missed the Sex and the City thing. Now it's too late for me. Yeah. I used to make my brother like, watch it. Like, when I was 14, he was 10. How horrific is that? If, any, if anyone has seen it, they'll know how truly distressing the sex scenes are. Right. And... Did you say you had two Instagrams you wanted to chat on? Oh, sorry, am I getting carried away? Well, you know, we want to talk about sex and sex. Okay, okay, okay. So the bonus Instagram comes from my ultimate girl crush. She lives in LA. Her name is Sydney Morris. You can find her under the username ViciouslyCYD. And she is living my dream life. She's pals with the girls from Reformation, which is my favourite LA-based brand. And she's also best friends with M. Rata, Emily Ratawaska, um, the hot brunette from Blurred Lines and the Gone Girl. And Sid has her own LA clothing company with her best friend called Stone Cold Fox, which is just Californian glamour at its best. And you should I, all go look it up now. I'm obsessed with Emily Ratawaska. I don't know how to say her name, but that woman. M. Rata. Like, I, anything about her, I would read it. Her Instagram, I'm all over it. Her body, I'm literally like, it's, it's amazing. Her attitude towards her body is amazing. I just, I love I'll definitely have to check that one out. Agreed, agreed. Emrata is great, and this is her best friend, so you should go follow her. Um, and on that note, I think we'll leave it at that this week. Um, let us know if you what you think on any of the topics we've chatted about today. Would you snap a celebrity while they were sleeping? Um, and what do you think of the new Instagram story you feature? You're weird. <laughs> um, and let us know if you still love pop music 
or Sex and City in the same way we do. <laughs> so as always, we do love to hear from you. So you can pop to our Facebook page, which is Two Beds, or tweet us at Miss H.A. Johnston or Kiss Mackenzie 4. And don't forget to share your podcast with your pals. Okay, you're sweet. See you later. Bye. Thank you.